0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me again today. What a pleasure and an honor it is to share the Word with you. Those of you that have been watching over the last several weeks, we've been talking about the prayer petition, and what a great study it's been. Hasn't it, audience? We appreciate you being here. So thankful for you taking time out of your busy lives to be in our studio with us today. And those of you that are watching by way of television, let me thank you once again for your correspondence to us, the testimonies, uh, the prayer request, uh, you're ordering the resources that we make available to you. It's such a blessing to us. And of course, those of you that have entered into partnership with us, I just can't thank you enough. Partnering with us enables us to continue expanding and reaching out and touching more lives all over the world. So thank you so very much. You know, I, I read a testimony before coming to the studio today from one of my partners It said, I began my partnership with you last month and my finances have already increased and I'm experiencing more favor than I've ever experienced before. I thought that that's what it's all about. The apostle Paul wrote to his partners in the book of Philippians and said, because of your partnership, you are now partakers of my grace. That's what partnership does. The grace that's on me comes on you. Praise God. Great testimony. Amen. Let's get into the Word today, talking about the prayer petition. And I want you to open your Bibles to Psalm 20, if you will, Psalm 20. And while you're finding that, let me make a few statements to you. I love leaving my prayer time confident that not only God has heard me, but confident that I will receive or it will manifest the things that I've asked for and prayed for. Being confident is the, having the assurance that God will do what he has said. Amen. Yes, it's the same thing as what Paul said when he used the phrase fully persuaded. I am yes, fully persuaded. I love living, leaving my prayer time fully persuaded, not saying, well, I sure hope he heard me or leaving and wondering whether my prayer got any higher than the ceiling. I know mine did, Because his eyes are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. Amen. Amen. I never walk away from my prayer time wondering and uh, just hoping that, you know, maybe he had time to hear me. I know he's busy and there's a lot of people praying. You know, how many people do you suppose approach the throne of God in the matter of 24 hours? How many prayer requests do you suppose he hears? And not one time have I ever heard him say, give me a break. I mean, you know. (laughs) I'm tired, you know. No, he neither sleeps nor slumbers. So, you know, while we're sleeping, he's probably still talking to people. But the beautiful thing is we can leave confident knowing that he heard us and knowing we have the petitions we've desired of him. I remember when uh, my daughters were little, and my oldest daughter, Jerry, is in the studio, but when they were just little girls, and of course, uh, Jerry was born in 68, Terry in 69, and I came to the Lord in 69. So this is all they've ever known. And when they were just real little girls, uh, you know, they had this great confidence in their daddy's ability to touch the throne of God, to get the ear of God, so to speak. And anytime they'd get hurt or something, you know, or have a need in their life, their phrase was, daddy, pray it, daddy, pray it. And I'd pray, and when I'd say amen, they'd take off running just like, okay, it's done. Daddy prayed it. You know, there was this, this confidence. Daddy prayed it. Everything's going to be okay. You know, I've told them all their lives, you know, when they'd have situations they were faced with, daddy will take care of it. Don't worry about it. Daddy will take care of it. And they just left like, okay, that settles that. Hey, my heavenly father, he'll take care of it. daddy will take care of it. Amen. All he wants you to do is just ask him and then believe in his integrity He's a man that he should not lie, praise God. You talk about honest, you talk about integrity, you talk about faithfulness. Who else do you know that has that kind of track record, praise God? Amen. So we can be confident that if we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. If we know he hears us, then we know we have the petitions we've desired of him. First John 5, 14 and 15. Keep those two. Verses in your thinking. Keep them in the forefront of your thought life. Write them down and include them in your prayer petition. I remember years ago when uh, Carol and I were first starting out, we just moved to Fort Worth to go to work with Brother Copeland. We had nothing. We moved in this little house that uh, it really needed to be condemned before we moved in it. You know, it was so bad. But it was all I could afford is $100 a month. And the guy wanted $100 up front and he wanted another $100 you know, for any damage. I thought, damage? You got to be kidding. This place needs a match set to it to start with. you know, <laughs> And uh, so I had to give him $300. And that's all the money I had. I think I had $3 left over. And now I got to leave the next morning after we moved in. I got to leave the next morning to be with Brother Copeland, I'm going to be out of town for three weeks with him. And I leave my wife with $3. That's all I had, you know. And uh, she went to church the next morning. And her, she took that $3 I left her and she said, God, $3 will not meet our need for three weeks. So now this $3 becomes seed. If it doesn't meet your need, it becomes seed. So she sowed that $3 in the offering that morning. And when she got home that night, that after or afternoon, she was hanging up her dress, and uh, she was going to wear that same dress because we didn't have a whole lot of clothes. She was going to wear that same dress to church that night. So she hung it up, and put something else on, and when she put it back on to go to church that night, she just reached in her pocket, and felt something in there, and pulled out a fifty-dollar bill. Somebody had put a fifty-dollar bill in her pocket. At church that morning, and she was not even aware of it, you know. And so she took $5. She went and cashed it and took $5 tithe and gave it in the offering that night. And God took care of her that entire three weeks while I was gone. Now, we learned that you could petition God for prosperity, you could petition God for finances. And so um, we had those testimonies like that that built our faith, that built our confidence that God wanted to meet our needs financially. So let's go to Psalm 20 and show you some things we learned about that. Verse one says, the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. Man, I could preach all day on that one statement. <laughs> the Lord will hear you in your time of trouble. Anybody ever had financial trouble? Yes. Come on, yes. Yes. Come on man. Yeah, sure. We all have. We've all been there. Some of you may be there right now, but here's the good news. The Lord will hear you in the day of trouble. Yes. Yes, sir. Verse two says, he'll send you help. Hallelujah. Send thee help. Verse three says, he remembers all your offerings. Oh, I love that. You know what I wrote down in my Bible, the first time I read that verse, God never forgets a seed sown. God never forgets a seed sown. You ought to write that down. Now, if you're believing for financial prosperity or you're believing for a financial harvest, there is no such thing as a financial harvest without first sowing a financial seed. So in your prayer petition, when you're praying for prosperity, be sure you sow a seed and write that in your prayer. Father, based on your word, given it shall be given unto me. I sow this seed and I'm expecting a harvest. Amen. So we need to sow seed and then we need to remind God, not that he's forgetful, but he said, return my word to me. That's right. Remind him in your petition that he promised that he never forgets a seed Come sown. On. Amen. So then verse four says, he will grant thee according to thine own heart and fulfill all thy counsel. Another translation says, fulfill your plans. And then notice that it says, In uh, the latter part of verse 5, the Lord fulfill all thy petitions. In that faith building right there, look at that promise you have God will fulfill all your petitions. Now, I'm going to go to a break right now, and I want the announcer to share with our viewing audience uh, some resources we have available, and then we're going to come back and talk about how to construct that prayer for financial harvest and financial blessing. Amen. So you guys watch this at home and then we'll be right back and we'll continue this study on Petitioning God for Prosperity.
1: Are you ready for revelation on Petitioning God for Prosperity? In prayer of petition, Jerry Savelle guides you to discover the prayer that gets results. With poverty and bondage running rampant through the world, we need to pray. Learn the biblical definitions of prayer and supplication, and discover how to pray effectively and powerfully. If you're tired of living below your privileges as a child of God, then get ready to receive some marvelous revelation. In the three-CD teaching, How to Go from Abased to Abounding, Jerry Savell teaches from God's Word and brings revelation that will bring you out of being abased to abounding. Live a life that's plentiful and overflows. Don't wait. Learn to petition God for prosperity. Call now or visit jerrysabelle.org to request this powerful combo. Prayer of Petition and how to go from abased to abounding. Learn the biblical way to petition the Lord and see
0: increase in your life today. Praise the Lord. How exciting is it to know up front before you ever pray that God promises That he will hear your petition and grant them, praise God. Let's read that again from Psalm 20. Notice verse 6. I'm sorry, verse 5. We will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God will we set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. I want to read this from the New International Version. It says, beginning in verse 1 May the Lord answer you when you are in distress, send you help grant you support, give you the desire of your heart, make all your plans succeed, and may you shout over your victory. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? Praise God. I'm telling you, that's faith building right there. Knowing up front before I ever pray that I can expect to have shouts of victory when it's all said and done. Knowing what the Word says always builds confidence. Psalm 28, verse 6 Says, Blessed be the Lord because he has heard the voice of my supplication. John 15, 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you will, and it shall be done unto you. So, when we make God's word his part of our prayer life, then we can always be assured that he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, then we know we have the petitions we've desired of him. Now, let's talk about. Petitioning God for prosperity. Once again, a petition is a formal request, usually in written form, and it's based on truth and not assumption, okay? Where are we going to find the truth? The Word of God. Jesus said, Thy Word is truth. So we're going to go to the Word and find out what His Word says, and then base our prayer on that. So let's just take a look at a few scriptures that promise prosperity. 3 John verse 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Yes, Psalm 35, 27, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God has pleasure in in the prosperity of his servant. Job 36:11. if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Now there's many, many scriptures on the subject of prosperity. These are just a few, but I want to encourage you to find all of them that you can and the ones that seem to speak to you the most, the ones that seem to inspire your faith, include those in your prayer petition for prosperity. Let's understand something about prosperity. Number one, it's not just having everything we desire. It's not just having everything we need. Prosperity, according to the Bible, is not only having what we need, having what we desire, but having enough left over that we can get involved in the needs and the desires of others. Amen. Prosperity should never be a selfish thing. It shouldn't be just what you want and that's the end. Right. No, believing God for prosperity should include not only your needs met, your desires fulfilled, but having enough left over that you can become the answer to someone else's prayer. Amen. The Bible calls that blessed to be a blessing from Genesis 12:2. So, I don't want you to misunderstand. God's not against you having your needs met. He's not against you having money. He's not against you having a lot of money. In fact, God invented abundance. Amen. So he's not against you having abundance. In fact, Psalm 115 says, the Lord will increase you more and more. You and your children, praise God. You are blessed of the Lord. So God's not against you having prosperity. He's not against you having large sums of money. He doesn't care if it takes every bank in Fort Worth, Texas to hold all your money. Just as long as <laughs> as you're not selfish with it. Yeah. And just as long as you give him all the credit for it. Yes, Amen. Amen. You know that it takes money to live on this planet. You can't, yes, you can't exist down here without money. Right. It takes money to put gas in your automobile. It takes money to feed your family. Yes. It takes money to educate your children. Money is a must on planet earth. Yes. And God knows that. Yes, sir. You Amen. don't surprise him when you say, God, we need money down here. He knows that. Right. Amen. So, all God asks that you have a a right attitude about it. Let me give you some suggestions. Number one, give him the praise for having it. Let him know that you recognize and acknowledge him as your source. Always acknowledge him as your source. Deuteronomy 8, 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth. Never Never, ever have the attitude that you're self-made. Amen. Never, ever have the attitude you can make it without God. You wouldn't have a brain without God. Amen. You wouldn't have breath without God. So you're not a self-made man, you know. So all God is saying is, I will bless you. But what I'm asking you to do is remember that I'm responsible for it. Amen. So that's number one. Always acknowledge and recognize that He is your source of supply. Number two, talking about the right attitude where prosperity is concerned. Number two, we should always honor Him with a portion of what He's given us. Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. If you want to keep the cycle of prosperity going, where it's unending, uninterrupted, then always honor Him. Anytime finances come into your hand, anytime money comes into your hand, think immediately about putting a portion aside for him. Amen. 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 Not only from your paycheck, you know, where you give the tithe to him, but if somebody blesses you financially, always think, hey, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have received that blessing. So honor him with a portion of it. Now, what I do, and I'm, I'm not saying you have to do it, but I like to set up a separate account for what I honor God with. Yes, sir. Amen. In our ministry, we have tithe accounts. We tithe from what comes into our ministry. I tithe personally. I honor God personally with what comes into my life personally. I do it the same with my ministry. We have tithe accounts. When, when the accounting is done for the day, all the mail's taken in, all the uh, income that comes into our office, then 10% of that income goes into a tithe account. And we tithe out of that to other ministries or to uh, areas of need where the Lord may lead us and direct us. We do that from our church as well. Heritage of faith. The income that comes in, we take the tithe out of it and that goes into other works, other ministries, missions, uh, orphanages, or uh, widows or different things, wherever the Lord may direct us to, to sow it. We want to keep this cycle going. Yes, yes. I want uninterrupted yes. prosperity. Yes. Amen. Uninterrupted prosperity. So, number one, I recognize him as my source. Number two, I honor him with a portion of what he's blessed me with. Number three, God expects us to be a blessing to others. Amen. Galatians 6, verse 10 As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. The Amplified Bible says, Be mindful to be a blessing. Now, see, it's all right to add these scriptures in your petition, if you'd like. Yes, when you're petitioning God for prosperity and you ask him, and I'd be specific with the amount you need. Yes, if it's, uh, you know, like for instance, uh, uh, when we first moved here and when we first, actually, actually, I guess about almost two years after we'd moved here, we, we rented a little house, then we were able to get a little better and we leased a house, then we were able to buy our first house. And, and we didn't have a lot of furniture. And Carolyn was believing for the furniture for every room in our house. Some of our rooms had no furniture. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, I said, you go shopping, you go to the furniture stores and you find out, you look at what you want in every room, make a list and tell me the price. So she came home with a list of what she wanted, what she was believing for and the amount that it cost. And then I wrote a, a prayer petition. And in that petition, I wrote all these scriptures about God, it's your will that our needs be met. So we're asking you, according to 1 John 5, 14 and 15, for this need to be met in our life. And my wife is believing for these following items. And I listed every piece of furniture and out the side, I gave the price. Then I totaled it and I said, no, God, we're believing for this amount because we don't want to go in debt. We're believing to be debt free in everything we do, and so we're believing for this amount for this furniture. And then I went on and said, "Now, Father, your word says that I'm to honor you with my substance. So I'm taking a portion of what you've blessed me with, and I'm going to sow it. I'm going to give it back into the, our church that we go to. And also, you told me that I'm to be a blessing. So according to Galatians 6:19." I'm sowing into somebody else's life that I found who was believing for furniture as well, because every seed produces after its own kind. Right. If you're believing for furniture, find somebody else is believing for furniture. If you're believing for a house, find somebody else and sow into their life. When I started believing for airplanes for this ministry, I found other people believing for airplanes, sowed into their aviation account. Right. Amen. Every seed produces after its own kind. And then when I got finished with that petition, and we signed our name to it, I added an amendment. I thought this was really neat. I thought it was Holy Ghost inspired, because I didn't know how long it was going to take for uh, between the amen and the there it is. And you know, prices can change over a period of time. So I added an amendment to my prayer, and I said, Father, you do realize these prices for these items are subject to change. I just wanted to make sure I was covered. If it, if it increased, I got the increased price, praise God. And you know, Carolyn listed off over a period of time, she checked off every piece of furniture on that petition. In fact, that simple prayer petition is in that book of mine on the prayer petition. I don't have it with me, but it's in that book and shows a list of those furniture items and what it cost and how we prayed that prayer amen. So it's okay to include these scriptures in your prayer petition. Just saying, God, I'm, I'm obedient to your word. You said, if I'm, if I obey, if I'm willing and I'm obedient, then I'll spend my days in prosperity, my years in pleasures. And so I'm obedient. I honor you with a portion of what you've blessed me with, and I'm a blessing to others. So therefore I believe I have a solid foundation upon which I can petition you for prosperity. Amen. Does that make sense to you? Yes, Praise God. And here's the beautiful thing. Hebrews 4:16 says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So I'm confident God is going to meet this need. So what have I done? I've gone to the word of God. I find out what God's word says about prosperity. I find every scripture I can find that talks about this subject. And then I construct a prayer based on those scriptures and I always sow my seed if it's pertaining to prosperity or a need, I always sow my seed. And then look at verse 25 of Psalm 115. Psalm 115. I'm sorry, Psalm 118. Listen to this. Here's apparently a time when The psalmist was in need, and he says, Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Sometimes I add that to my petition because of that little word, now. Now. Lord, we need it now. Praise God. We'd appreciate some now results. (laughs) Amen? Send now prosperity. Praise God. And then I want you to look at verse 28 of that same chapter. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God. O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for his good, for his mercy endureth forever. That's an important part of the prayer petition. Don't ever cease to give God thanksgiving and praise. Thanksgiving and praise immediately after you present your petition to God is one of the greatest expressions of faith. To be able to praise God and thank him in advance before you ever see it manifest is showing that you believe in his integrity. Yes, Amen? Amen. Yes, I've, I've used the illustration many times before. If if someone in here said, uh, Brother Jerry, uh, before I leave the studio today, I want to give you $100. This is just an illustration. There's no obligation whatsoever. Okay? <laughs> and you said, I want to give you $100. The first thing I would do is reach out for your hand, shake hands with you, and say, thank you. That's right. And I haven't even seen the $100 yet. See, that's an expression of my faith in your integrity. So after you present your petition to God, then immediately go into praise and thanksgiving, demonstrating to God that you are confident and you believe in his integrity. Amen? So be sure to add thanksgiving and praise. It's a vital part of the prayer petition. Did you learn something today? Praise God. I trust all of you watching have learned something IT'S BEEN A JOY SHARING THESE PRINCIPLES WITH YOU. WATCH THIS ANNOUNCEMENT, AND I'LL BE BACK IN JUST A FEW moments.
1: ARE YOU READY FOR REVELATION ON PETITIONING GOD FOR PROSPERITY? IN PRAYER OF PETITION, JERRY Sabel GUIDES YOU TO DISCOVER THE PRAYER THAT GETS RESULTS. WITH POVERTY AND BONDAGE RUNNING RAMPANT THROUGH THE WORLD, WE NEED TO PRAY. Learn the biblical definitions of prayer and supplication, and discover how to pray effectively and powerfully. If you're tired of living below your privileges as a child of God, then get ready to receive some marvelous revelation. In the three-CD teaching, How to Go from Abased to Abounding, Jerry Savell teaches from God's Word and brings revelation that will bring you out of being abased to abounding. Live a life that's plentiful and overflows. Don't wait, learn to petition God for prosperity. Call now or visit jerrysavelle.org to request this powerful combo. Prayer of Petition and how to go from abased to abounding. Learn the biblical way to petition
0: the Lord and see increase in your life today. Let me remind you once again, don't hesitate. Place your order right away for the book on the Prayer of Petition. The beautiful thing about this book, at the end of each chapter, I give you a sample prayer petition that I prayed, that I constructed, that got results in my life. So that's in this book. And then also the three CDs on how to go from abased to abounding, how to go from having nothing, how to go from always being in want, always being in need to abounding. My wife and I started out abased, but praise God, after learning these principles from the Word of God we know what it is to live in an abounding manner. And that's more fun, I can tell you for sure. Like the guy said, I've been broke, uh, I've been poor, and I've been rich, and rich is better. You know, I've been sick, and I have lived in health, and living in health is better. You can go from a base to abounding. These products are available to you this week in our special offer, so look at the information on the screen and order them right away so that you can Get this in your home. The entire family, listen to these CDs, read the book. I'm telling you, it's life-changing. We're going to continue this study next week, so don't miss it. And remember, until then, your faith will overcome the world.